Hi, I'm Alana Justin from Motive Black, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to, uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our bitshoot channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors if you uh, support our sponsor dream nutrition you can receive 10 percent off your order by using the promo code boondog10 at checkout so dream nutrition they're a veteran owned and operated company as well so please support them and receive 10 percent off using the promo code boondog10 thanks for your time and thanks for listening The wait is over. The pinnacle of rock festivals in America. Sonic Temple Art and Music Festival is back at the heartbeat of rock. Historic Crew Stadium in Columbus, Ohio with the Foo Fighters. Tool. The return of Avenged Sevenfold. Kiss. Godsmack, Rob Zombie, Deftones, Queens of the Stone Age, Chevelle, Falling in Reverse, Pussifer, Beartooth, I Prevail, Jawbreaker, Sublime with Rome, and more. Over 75 bands. We can't wait to see you at Sonic Temple Memorial Day weekend, May 25th through the 28th. Passes are on sale now at SonicTempleFestival.com for only $10 down. Foo Fighters, Tool, Avenged Sevenfold, Kiss, the biggest weekend of rock at the best stadium in rock. Sonic Temple Art and Music Festival. We're coming home. going on everybody it's bill bailey with today's boondoggle and uh real quick housekeeping note if you're watching us on youtube or you're watching us on um rumble or bit shoot please hit that follow and subscribe button and if you're listening to us on spotify or apple or google or any of the podcast platforms please hit that follow and subscribe button uh help us build up our numbers so we can continue to bring you conversations like the one I'm about to have right now, we're talking with the uh, the gothic outlaw herself, Devorah. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Um, yeah, it's good to catch up. As we were talking a little bit before we went on the air, you know, when you came through Cleveland and did that Beachland Ballroom event, we got to spend some time together. Um, but uh, 
usually when I have somebody on the show for the first time, I like to get a quick background. So like, do you remember originally, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh my gosh. I always wanted to be a musician since I could talk, sing. That was always the, that was always the dream. So nice. And what do you remember? Like, what was it that kind of attracted you back uh, in childhood to this? Um, I, as early as I can remember, I was always like playing songs, um, on instruments or singing and I was just naturally drawn to it really. Nice. And then, um, like as you started growing up and going to school, when did you start or like, when did you, uh, decided to like pick up, uh, playing guitar and, and really taking it serious? Um, I'd say about middle school, I started to mess around with the guitar and, and started writing songs and short stories and poems. So that's kind of when, when it all started. Nice. And then yeah. were you involved in like, uh, music programs at school and stuff? Yeah, I was in like chorus and, um, and like all the band stuff. And, um, I would go home from school and just, you know, not do my homework and, and write, <laughs> write music. <laughs> came up before everything so and do you remember like what kind of like artists uh like were early influences on you um i listened to a lot of like i remember nine inch nails was like one of my favorite um artists that i really like resonated with so that was kind of a um but then i loved like um oh my gosh i loved uh I loved country music. I loved Johnny Cash. Like, um, I loved rock music. I loved emo. Like, these are all kind of things I grew up with. And then eventually they just um, ended up blending them together kind of in one one genre. Nice. And then, um, like, when was it that uh, you actually started playing, like, you know, forming a band and playing with others? Um, I'd say high school, really around the first time. That's when I started started uh getting out on stage and and um and playing live and do you remember like uh recall any of like the early uh band names i always like hearing the high school names that everybody thought were like the best ever but i know um it was always just kind of like it was always like a lot of it was mostly just solo stuff so it was just me like ariel levitan um but uh Oh my gosh. Um, there, I had one in like freshman year of high school called the creeps. That was, a, that was a, I thought that was the coolest band name back then, but. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then like, when did, uh, you know, you kind of start picking up like, you know, the image that, it, you know, evolved into uh, what you have today with Devorah. Um, so I just like my love of country music. I loved country music and I loved um uh like industrial like goth emo music and um I had always kind of wanted to hear country music that was sounded uh like that ha- that ca- you know captured some of the angst that I wanted to hear in like the rock music. So I kind of wanted to do something that was a blend of both and uh yeah and and that's kind of how it was born nice and then so like uh when did uh you know you it it really start becoming like a thing for you that this was like okay now we're you know we're serious let's start building a name and reputation and, and getting out there i'd say in in high school i ended up um in high school like like right before college was when um, you know, I decided to move to LA and just kind of dive in. So nice. And then, um, so you come out to LA and then you start networking and then like, when was, uh, Devorah like officially born? Yeah. So I was, I was writing for a lot of, for a lot of other artists and for film and for film and TV. Um, I was doing a lot of sessions and, um, probably about a few years after I got here, that's when, that's when, um, I mean, I had been writing for this project for, you know, since high school, but it started to like take shape and stuff, uh, 
about a few years into moving here. So. And I'm always curious uh, about names. Like I was, you know, questioning about the high school band name, but like, what was the inspiration behind this name? So it's actually my middle name. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if there was some kind of like uh, other meaning behind it or whatever, but. Um, yeah. Um, uh, oh my gosh, my dog, hold on one second. I'm just going to, my dog is like crying. I'm going to, one second. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. Um, so, um, yeah. So, um, so that it, the band name's your middle name, and then uh, you know you guys start becoming, uh, you know, getting involved in in the music scene there in LA. Start building a name for yourself, and then, um, like, when was it that, uh, like, you started like getting catching the eye of like labels and. So it was pandemic actually. Um, we started like shopping for a record deal and that's when um, I got signed to the label I'm on right now. And um, yeah, so that was only like two years ago. Um, okay. So it was during the pandemic. Cause that's, that was what I was going to ask. Like, you yeah. know, like what, what, um, you know, so many musicians, everything, you know, they already had things in, in line, like tours scheduled and everything and everything got like shut down and then they're stuck with like boxes of merch and all that stuff. But like, you know, what did you guys have going on and what, what did you end up doing during that time? And obviously you got, you still were able to get signed. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Very grateful. Very grateful. And I, I use that time to write, you know, write like a ton of music and, and really, you know, create a ton of visuals and, and dive into that. So I'm really grateful for that time, you know? Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say it, you know, they, you know, they use that time to, to definitely tap into their creative side and write more. And it was pretty therapeutic, help them deal with, you know, the uncertainty of everything that was going on. Yeah. In the world. Definitely, definitely was very ther therapeutic for sure. Um, yeah, no, it was very, it was, I'm, I'm, grateful to have had music as an outlet during that time for sure. And I know a lot of other musicians are too. Or did. Yeah. Or... <laughs> and then, uh, well, I, it's, you ended up, uh, I guess, catching the eye of our mutual friend, Renee. And, uh, like, how did that, uh, oh, you know, happen? that's so funny. Um, yeah. I met Renee through just through some, you know, it's such a small industry music. And I met him through some mutual friends in LA and we started working together and um, yeah. And so he was really who, you know, instrumental in getting me my, my deal. So. Yeah. Renee and me became friends, uh, you know, actually via this podcast, he was a guest on here and uh, oh, awesome. we, Very we connected uh, that way and he's, you know, opened up, so many doors for me dude like i call him the kevin bacon of music because he like, yeah. knows, like, connected with everybody yeah dude it's so true it's so true he's great and you know speaking of which like too it's like you i remember when we met you had uh, another mutual friend dan dan working with you guys dan garland and stuff like yeah how did how did that uh uh gosh. combination come together yes oh my gosh um that came through Renee. Um, they, uh, you know, knew each other from like recovery. And so um, they, uh, I was going to say they, um, I was basically introduced to Dan from Renee. So. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. That's how I became friends with them too. Yeah. You know, part of that same, same tribe, you know? Yes. But, For, uh, but uh, yeah, so you got to kind of like work with them and then like what's some of the other uh, like being new because you said you've only been like, you know, like two years now, I guess, with the label and getting out there and yeah in the, in the industry. What kind of like guidance and lessons have have you learned, you know, oh, along the way? Oh, I could write a, a, a novel about it. Um, so 
to trust my gut, to always trust my gut. That's like a big one to, you know, like your, your gut really knows the truth about people, about situations, and to just always, always trust that if you can't, you know, listen to anything else. Um, and yeah, true. Uh, that goes with it, like everything in life for sure. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. And, st- you know, staying true, you know, it's cliche, but staying true to your artistry, um, you know, if you have something really cool that you're doing and you just stick with it and, and persist, like you will, it will get recognized um, as opposed to following the trends and just kind of copying what's, what's already out, you know? Oh, that's great too. And, and, you know, I see that with, with this project, it's like, it's definitely something that's not really already out there. So you are following your own, you know, your, your own artistic vision. And, uh, you know, it seems to be, you know, paying off, you know, staying the course and just staying true to yourself. I mean, you guys are getting ready to go on the road now with, with, uh, Bush. So, um, obviously it's, uh, it's, it's catching some eyes and going to catch a lot more eyes on, on the, on this tour for sure. How excited are you about this opportunity? I'm I'm really excited. I'm really grateful for this opportunity because I know it's really hard for, artist to tour now. So I'm really grateful to be able to do this. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I've, I've never played venues this large before. So I'm really excited to get out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you guys. I remember, like I said, I got to catch you guys at the Beachland here, which is kind of a smaller venue, but, uh, the crowd was really into you guys and it was, uh, it was definitely good to see you. And I think I'm, I shared with you, you know, that, um, you know, I got two daughters and, and my oldest yeah. like wants to be a singer and everything too. So yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm excited. I'd like to really want to bring them to the show so they can see you, see you up there and perform. Yeah, please. Oh my gosh. I don't, um, what was I going to say? Yes. I want to like, we'll have to figure out how to exchange or actually no through Renee. Well, I'll get, um, tell him how many tickets you want and, yeah come out i'd love to see you guys yeah awesome. yeah for sure Ed. they would love to meet you you know yeah. especially too so that'd be really cool i'll uh awesome. yeah I'll, I'll i'll make that happen um and then you know you guys uh dropped an ep uh god is dead is the title yep. i wanted to talk a little bit about that because it's like uh I, I de- I'm curious about like the inspiration, not just behind the name of the title for you, but like the also, you know, uh, the song. Yeah. Yeah. So this music kind of came, this, I I created all this during the pandemic and um, it sort of was birthed from, you know, question, like, I feel like at that point, no matter what you believe in, if you, you know, if you believe in a, denomination of some sort or higher power or nothing like at some point during the pandemic like I think everyone questioned like where is God right now like what if, if there is a God like what is ha- you know what is actually happening because this is just insane and yeah. um you know so that that um that sort of narrative evolved into like a post-apocalyptic kind of story that I wrote um which is what God is dead is about. It's about like being in this like kind of wasteland, like post-apocalypse and seeing on a sign that, that God is dead, but like, you know, even like hope in a hopeless world, basically like, you know, banding together, even though we're, you know, we're the last ones left kind of thing. So. Yeah. And I, I saw the, the music video for that as well. And I liked the imagery of you kind of like, uh, I guess, you know, was that like you shedding kind of like a darker self or, or, you know, like what was the story being told in the, in that, the music video? Yeah. So, um, me, the character, I'm running from this monster through the desert and through these kind of like barren wastelands and I'm running, I'm running. And in the end you see that the monster was actually me. I'm running from myself, but as we know that you can't, you can't, uh, that's not so easy to escape from. So I end up dying. <laughs> that's, that's the ending. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, like as I've learned, you know, with so many of uh, my friends in recovery and stuff, it's like we always try all these like uh, what the hell's the, the term for, it? you know, like location. If you we think if we change locations, life will be better, you know, things will get better for us. So we keep changing locations, but it's like no matter yeah. where we are, there we are, you know, exactly. and, and it's like until we like start doing the the self-assessments and uh mm-hmm. dig into the roots of you know what our issues are you know no matter where we go we're we're bringing we're bringing it with us Absolutely. you know so I, I i like the imagery behind that um that video and um you know just gave me a lot to think about too self-reflecting yeah um, and then like the rest of the ep like what is there like a certain message or story you're trying to tell throughout the whole album yeah so it's really a concept album um the first of many i want to make on this subject but it touches on sort of what you know the juxtaposition of like the old american dream like of the 50s where everything was picture perfect and you know um like white picket fences and like leave it to beaver family (laughs) and what the american dream looks like now and how you know the darkness how it's tarnished and and what that what my generation, um, you know, carrying the torch from the past, what that looks like for, for my generation now. And so each song is kind of about this, like, faded, like, dark, has this, like, dark Americana vibe to it of um, each thing is, like, its own kind of story narrative in that in that realm. Gotcha. Yeah, well, you know, I grew up around that Leave it to Beaver stuff, and it's that we definitely... Yeah. quite a far away from that but i i liked uh like the one image too i, I was getting was like uh kind of like how like you know since you've moved out to la and living in hollywood and the and the lives that you've experienced it's kind of like you know they say like hollywood feeds off the blood of children and the innocence you know and stuff and and, uh, you know, almost like you're sharing kind of a personal experience in your writing on how much of yourself may have uh, been affected processing this this whole life change. Yeah, that's definitely part of it as well. It's um, it's a culture, sh- you know, no matter where you come from in the world, it's it's um, man, there the, you can have the highest highs and the lowest lows here. There's such a there's so much darkness and there's such a dark underbelly, but there's also, you know, there's, there's an amazing side as well. And it's just like, um, you just have to be very careful to kind of walk that straight and narrow and (laughs) keep keep your sanity essentially. (laughs) Well, I liked what I was reading and I think it was in uh, the one bio that Ed sent me too was like, you know, you're driving through the Hills, you know, and, and you know, of all like the dark, stuff that you witness kind of there and the energy sometimes that you feel, but that you'll pass by. Like, I think there was like this neon cross or something yeah. up mm-hmm. in the hill. And you're like, what is, you know, yeah, that kind of inspired, I guess the, the whole EP God is dead. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a huge visual, um, like inspiration for the whole thing. Definitely. Because, um, yeah, every day back and forth to sessions, I would drive over that hill and, uh, you know, some days are good, some days are bad. And just seeing that, I was like, man, it's such an ironic place for this to be looking over such a city with just such like corruption, <laughs> you know, it was, it's, but maybe that's why it's there. Who No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's just that, you know, when you're leaving and, and you're fully like drained, like you said, on, on those bad days, maybe it's a, the glimmer of hope or something. I don't know. You know what? I like, I like that a lot. And I, I want to, I, I, that's a great way to look at it. And I think you're right. That I want to, I want to stick with that explanation. I really like a that. life preserver, you know, floating there for the, to grab onto like, man, I'm drowning in all this shit down here and like, pull me out, you know? Exactly. Stay strong. Don't give up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta be in this, this environment and, um, yeah. You know, I kind of caught that from you and through our short interaction when you were here that, you know, you're pretty, pretty tough and badass and can, you know, <laughs> handle yourself. But 
it's got to be, you know, everybody's gets, gets burnt out and needs a recharge now and then, you know, for sure. No, definitely. And I'm sure you're taking in a, uh, some, some preparation, getting ready for this, this hitting the road here, you know? Yeah. Getting ready, getting ready for that. And, um, uh, it's, it's Grammy's weekend. Renee's in town. So it's, you know, just total insanity as always. Um, running all over the place but are you gonna get a chance to connect with him while he's in town yeah i saw him last night actually um at his uh his company had a like a a grammy event so i went to that and it was cool oh okay cool cool yeah hopefully i'll be seeing him tonight via zoom later uh, you know definitely look forward to talking to him yeah I, uh, i i another uh song that that's stuck out on the EP that I wanted to ask you about, like, cause I was reading a little bit about your story, but I like the audience to hear a little bit more on uh, the song porn star. Yeah. The inspiration behind that and the message you're trying to send. Yeah. So that's one of the key, when I, you know, talk about this like dark American dream vibe, like that's, that song is kind of the, the, the main, uh, what do you call it? anchor for the whole EP and um I I wanted I write from the like I love I love writing songs like movies like like where you can you know there's the sensory aspect you can see taste touch everything that's going on and that's my those are my favorite kind of songs that I love listening to and writing is like where you just feel like you're in in the moment in that whatever that um uh, scene is and I really wanted to do that with um, this this kind of like dark Americana concept that we were talking about like dark American dream like um, and like kind of flip it on its head and, and do something kind of outlandish in that sense and um, it you know I love shows like American Horror Story and uh, you know I love horror movies and I love true crime and Um, so I wanted to really write something that captured like the grit and the, um, like the grit and the, both the darkness and the light of like middle America, like, like, like its own movie, basically. Like I was like, if, if Quentin Tarantino was going to write a song, what would it sound like? (laughs) And then that's kind of how, how that song came to life. Yeah, I kind of like, uh, you know, I mean, I'm old school. Like, I remember getting the albums and, and just sitting and and just going on a on a journey, you know, with my imagination. The lyrics that kind of take you on a, on, a, on a trip, on a story. And I catch that with your writing style, which I, I definitely enjoy. It seems like, you know, the industry is more geared towards singles and like streams and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, and, and, you know, I... There, there's some singles out there I enjoy and, you know, for that short, like dopamine fix or whatever, but I'm, I'm still yeah. more old school where it's like, I like going on a concept story, you know, yeah. and sitting there and listening to the whole album, you know? So I'm glad that you're still writing uh, that way. Yeah. You know? no, I love that. I think that needs to be, um, and I agree, like that's gotten lost in the the world of, you know, singles and Spotify and that kind of thing. So it's, I love kind of bringing that, that back, you know? Yeah. Good. Hopefully it'll, uh, you'll inspire others and continue that. Yeah. Now you, you mentioned, uh, like horror movies. I'm a big horror movie fan as well. I like going to, uh, some of yeah. the conventions and meeting some of the, uh, you know, the, the people that played in, in, in movies and stuff, but is there a certain, uh, horror movie that's like one of your, your top ones? Oh my gosh. Um, I love sort of a recent one, but the terrifier. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I saw the original. I haven't seen the second one yet. I love the second one was amazing. Usually the the sequels aren't like the greatest, but it was awesome. I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah. I've, 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 uh, like heard people talking about it and I've even heard like interviews with, uh, Dante, uh, I, I think was his name or the guy that, uh, the creator, I forget what his name is, but uh, how he talked about like putting the original together and, you know, wasn't, didn't have a lot of backing and, you know, yeah. it was kind of like, but then it caught on as like a, a, as a cult 
you know, favorite. And then, and then he was able to get more financing for what, what he really wanted to visualize is what, what came out with this second one. So I definitely have to, uh, have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's, he's brilliant. Like he did all the makeup, all the effect. I mean, he's, um, that director is, is he's brilliant. So who yeah. knows? Maybe there's a collaboration down the line for oh. one of your music videos and him directing oh, it. You know? I would die for that. That would be amazing. <laughs> or, or, or from what I hear, there's probably going to be a terrifier three, you know, maybe you get a cameo in that as well. Yes. Oh my God. You know, we're putting that out right now, putting that yes. out to, to the universe. Make that happen. Yes. Renee knows everybody anyway. He probably knows this dude, so yeah, just got to call him, you know, make it happen. <laughs> so, yeah, excited you're going to be here in Cleveland uh, this coming uh, next Friday, February 10th at the uh, MGM Northfield Park uh, yeah. opening in support of Bush. Um, so, people uh need to get out and, and check you guys out on on this tour yeah yeah and, um, like uh, what other kind of uh stuff do you have in the works uh going forward for for 2023 uh so working on new music i've been going back and forth to nashville a lot and working on stuff out there um and uh yeah and, and hopefully releasing an album and more touring and a lot of great stuff in the work. So um, it's going to be an exciting. Year. And then while you're on this uh, tour, you bring in a notepad so you can, uh, you know, study under the learning tree of uh, Gavin Rosdale and the rest of Bush. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Ask him to give me some advice. He's nice. So. Well, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll connect then next Friday when you guys are here in Cleveland, you know, I'll get to introduce you to my girls, you know, Definitely. Definitely. I look forward. Um, yeah, we'll get, I will, um, I'll remind Renee to, can, I'll, I'll ask him to just put us all in like a group chat or something and we'll set it all up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll shoot him a, I'll shoot him a text or something too, when I get off of here. But, um, um, another one I wanted to ask you, you know, we were talking about the songs, uh, on the, on the EP, and this is usually a tough question, uh, for, uh, you know, artists to, answer because it's like picking your favorite child but is there one in particular that's like your favorite to perform live or you're looking forward to performing live for a crowd on this tour god is dead is really fun to perform live so i'm really excited that's probably the one i'm most excited to play live i think you played that at the beachland too and it was like yeah. one of the first times you guys played it live yeah so, yeah it did have uh you know yeah it, it, it did catch you know, good with the crowd and stuff. So yeah. looking forward to hearing that, that is again as well, you know, in a bigger venue and everything with you guys. Definitely. That was, it was, that was so fun. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Nice. And then, um, you know, I wanted to ask you some of the questions that I normally ask guests that I have on. Um, we talked a little bit about some of your inspirations earlier, but who, who are your top three uh, musical artists? Uh, Nine Inch Nails, Johnny Cash, and uh, Dolly Parton. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, and I just remembered too how excited you were to, to uh, get your picture in front of Johnny Cash's tour bus when we were at the Rock Hall. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was. I was, I had no idea that that was there. I was so, I was like so excited by that. <laughs> yeah. So I should have caught on that Johnny Cash was one of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you're the woman in black now going out there in the. Big <laughs> in shoes. <performance>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then is there a particular song that you feel has inspired you in life? Like, you know, we talked about some of the, the good days and the bad days. Is there something that's a regular in your playlist that you will play to, that picks you up? Yeah. I mean, even though the, the, the subject matter is super dark, Bone Saw for some reason is like the, the melody and the, the rhythm and the instrumentation, like it, it's presented in a really digestible kind of fun um, way that it, 
I, I, I play it sometimes just to, it's like a good pick me up, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, um, here's a question that I, I like asking people. I get all kinds of, um, wild answers, but what class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school today? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, Hey, baby, baby. this This is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I got to tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well, then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash Boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your brand from today's Boondog sent you. I would say... I would say not necessarily a class, but there's so much in history and... um you know, history classes that's like omitted, that is very, I think is very important for people to know these days for like the young kids coming up in, in this world. So I'd say like less, let, you know, less censorship with some of the stuff that happened in history and more, you know, um, like more inclusivity with that, with that stuff, I think. No, oh, I agree. It seems like so much stuff is just kind of being erased and canceled. And it's yeah. like, you know, those that don't know history are doomed to repeat it, you know, and we yeah. as a people definitely need to, you know, we've come a long way and it's like, we don't want to go backwards, you know? Yep. So we need we it. Gotta, all. We got to know about all the ugly stuff too, you know? I agree. To exactly. avoid going back there. Yeah. And then who are three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today? Um, my mom and my dad, of course, they're amazing people. And um, my, oh, it's so hard to pick, but my grand, both my grandparents, my, I'm sorry, my grandmothers, both of them as well on both sides. Nice. And then, um, like, are there any causes or organizations that you support and encourage others to check out? Yes. Um, Feeding America is one um, that I, I support and I, um, uh, I, yeah, I always like, that's, that's one of my favorites. Red Cross, obviously. And then um, there's a few like LGBTQ um, uh, charities that, that I, really support as well um and um i'm like blanking on names but uh it's funny i just put together a list of like five or six of these that i was like yeah but um but yeah all of all of that (laughs) nice and then um this is another favorite i like asking because it takes everybody back you know uh, childhood, but do you remember your favorite toy as a child? Oh my gosh. Uh, anything to do with horses. I loved 
horses. So now that makes sense. I guess it all adds up, but um, like horse figurines and stuff. Are you like a My Little Pony girl and stuff too? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, all that stuff. And anything like cowboy inspired or like Wild West, like I loved all that stuff as a kid. Yeah. Cause uh, you, what, grew up in Arizona or whatever, right? Yeah. What was that? Uh, that's what I wanted to ask earlier too. I forgot, but what was that um, music scene like there before coming out to, you know, LA? There's a really dark music scene in, in Arizona. The music scene is great out there. Like, shockingly, you would never suspect that, but there's so many people just like me that, that you know, went to so, like, there's amazing shows, amazing underground shows, um, emo, rock, industrial. Like, there's there's a really great scene out there for all of it. Nice. And what area was it in particular that you? So I grew up in Cave Creek, but... um Phoenix and Scottsdale were the areas that had like the shows and stuff. So, okay. Nice. And then, uh, any message you have for our military members that are currently serving overseas? Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for your service. You guys keep us safe. So grateful for you guys. Um, and, uh, on days that are, not as bright as others just hold on it will get better and thank you so much for your your service awesome and then for uh you know our audience that may be you know hearing about you for the first time or new and want to check out uh more of uh the project of devora and and what you're up to where would you send them um i would say instagram so my instagram handle is devora music xo or my website, um, www.devoramusic.com. Nice. Nice. Well, hey, you know, it was good catching up with you. And uh, oh, look forward to seeing you in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll definitely make that happen. Introducing my girls and everything. Um, but yeah. before I let you go, you mind doing one last favor for me? Of course. Am I cutting a promo ID for the show? Just introduce yourself and you're listening to today's boondoggle. Absolutely. Hey, this is Devora, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was Thank good so good catching up with you. And yeah, we'll catch up uh, next week. Awesome. Looking forward. Thank you so much. So good to see you again. Is the end and God is dead. We're the last one.
VFW Story, brought to you by Today's Boondoggle. Well, and then there was Commander Wise, the one that had to draw the mustache. Yeah, on. couldn't grow a mustache. <laughs> we were going down, and okay, we we're gonna have alcoholic beverages on the plane. I go to the stewardess and said, "Check his ID." <laughs> <laughs> so she checks his. She goes up, sir. Can I see your ID? Radar, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Okay, I'll, okay, sir. I stand it. So we get to Little Creek. We're we're doing a we're at uh, Desert Cove. We did a landing. And uh, Manny Vitell comes up and starts talking to us. And Wise is on the boat. Vitell, Wise comes, Wise comes walking down. I think Al, myself, I think maybe you were down on the, on the shore. Yeah. We're talking with Manny about you know the sand crab and what's going to happen to that thing. And Wise comes down and goes, "Afternoon, sir." Manny goes, "Yeah, what's going on?" He goes, well, I just want to let you know I'm going to be the OIC of the Cleveland Debt when we come down in, in October for sand crab. Uh, what, should I, what should I bring? Manny looks at him and goes, maybe you can grow a mustache before that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say a word. Bring a mustache. I didn't, I didn't say a word. He made turned to and right back up in that eight ball and never got off again. I remember <laughs> him and that one guy, that one officer that was kind of. Cedric? No. Maybe it was Sendrick. I don't, I don't remember his name. Paul Sendrick was that yeah. big, tall, skinny, skinny guy. guy. Yeah, and those two got in an oh, argument yeah, 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 in, in yeah. the garage, man. Yeah. I thought they were going to go to fist. Yeah. And, and well, can I talk to you outside, away from the men? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made oil. They made uh, Wise the oil king. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he took that to heart. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna keep this log, and we're gonna make sure these eight points. I, are I remember, I remember, we had to do our uh, oil's oil gonna be the slickest, and we had to check the viscosity <laughs> and all this right. shit with the balls and right, all right. this shit. And he goes, Medvik, he says, you know how to do this? I said, well, it's been a long time, man. I said, I done it when I was in the oil shack on the Coral Sea. He goes, I knew the Coral Sea would get. Yeah, he goes. He goes, well, could you show me how you do it? I said, I don't know if I can remember how to do it. Anyway, you had to get three vials of different oil. One, one, one was brand new oil, and then right. one was the the one that stayed there, right. and then the other one was the oil from the engine. Yeah, and they had these like three balls on, on rods, and you had to drop them. You hit this lever, and it would drop. It was the most useless test yeah, yeah, known to yeah. man. And it was like. All you had to do is just pour it out and tell which one come out faster. That'll tell you if you had to be better off dilute. tasting it. Going, yeah, 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 that's yeah. the old one. And I, I remember he was, he was so excited about doing that. I'm like, yeah. smell it, taste it. You know. Yeah, Wise was a Wise was. Awesome. Now, And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall, brought to you by Today's Boondogger. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Today'sBoondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening.
Thank you for tuning into this week's Today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into Today's Boondoggle.